Greetings and welcome to Be One Love Spirituality in a Modern World. Today is February 26, 2023. I wake up every day at 3.30 a.m. It takes like a half hour to actually begin to focus the function on what is the plan for the day. Basically, everyone has a routine, which is a ritual. You wake up, you go to the restroom, you get ready, you go to work, or you get ready for the day, and you plan out your day. I always plan out my day. Because this is the ritual's that you must exuberate upon the world. Whether you're getting the kids ready for school or you have to cook a meal, whatever the case may be, these are rituals. It is through the languages, through the different cultures, over time, languages, change. Each generation has their own new forte of languages to make it more hip, more cool, right? So, I'm old school. Let's keep it that way. I'm a, I was born in the 60s, so let's keep it that way. It's much more cool to be hip When it's all basic in your rituals. Who needs additives? (laughs) For me, it's waking up 3.30. It's about 6.30 a.m. It is a Sunday. So basically in three hours, I've uh, started my bean soup. Started working slowly. I've been doing it for many years. I'm working on a soul chart. So that when clients come to me, I've passed these out many a times. Uh, Their soul chart, which is your life path number, your birth path number, your destiny number, uh, what those all mean, what you're compatible with, and different astrology signs. Because you want to make sure that you're mingling your essence with someone else's essence so that the energies are enlightening and not devastating. Each morning, I pick a card. After, you know, the the soul chart and I got the soup going, I've already ate my oatmeal-loaded breakfast, I've already had my coffee, and... um, For about two weeks now, I'm doing a different ritual in my coffee. Simply because the uh, radiation cancer treatment messed up my throat. So I can't swallow pretty much a lot of solid foods. They have to be um, cooked. And of course with my dosha, which is Ayurvedic, I should eat cooked foods. I basically can't eat raw. Uh, so not cold and not hot, but 
this is like I say because of radiation and my dosha. Um, so in my coffee, I do a lot more powder supplements as opposed to taking the pills. For years, I took lion's mane pills. Well, now I do it in powder form. So I'm adding the powders to my coffee. I got a cup and a half. It's a mug. Regular basic coffee. You know, you band, folders, Maxwell House, whatever. You got your regular coffee. Then you're going to add in there your powder. Well, with osteoporosis, means you have holes in your bones. And you can get that through uh, so many different types of lifestyles. Which is like smoking or you're doing certain types of foods that will be detrimental to your bones. Uh, old age. So it's a lifestyle. Whatever your lifestyle is, it's are you more health conscious or are you the opposite of health conscious? So you need to add more supplements within your daily intake. So I'm adding... Um, calcium carbonate, uh, half a teaspoon, <clears throat> excuse me, half a teaspoon of powdered calcium, uh, one tablespoon of honey, half a teaspoon of glutamine. Uh, glutamine is uh, protein for your muscles. I do a half a teaspoon of B complex, half a teaspoon of lion's mane. And uh, these are my supplements I put in my basic everyday regular coffee. There are certain supplements that you need because you're looking at the vitamins and minerals because you are eating what the body needs, not what the ego wants. Basically, you're eating what you need. The ego of what you want is does it taste good so you're eating for health first taste second because remember everything that tastes good in life eventually will catch up and it eventually is oh detrimental to the mind body emotion spirit so there you go you must cook and eat what the body needs not what the ego wants so as I'm drinking my coffee, I'm doing my soul chart, and uh, then keep checking on the bean soup. Been about an hour. It needs to cook for two and a half hours, the beans. Once the beans are done, then you add in the veggies, the herbs. Uh, herbs, of course, are uh, dried kale, dried collard greens, and your garlic, your ginger, you know, your your herbs. And uh, I don't do spices because my dosha. No spicy foods, no anything to the extreme. It all has to be pretty much mellow, in the middle, consistency. And then it doesn't play havoc in my body. Because who needs all the extra heartburn and all that jazz? So we drink the coffee. Coffee's gone. And then I'm drinking my tea. The tea is um, white tea with hibiscus tea. And of course, it's um, in the two gallons, I have two tablespoons of honey. So you're getting 
a minuscule of milligrams of honey. So that's an animal byproduct, honey. So pretty much minerals and vitamins are the first keynote in being health conscious. So each morning after I go through normal working day, I would then drink my coffee and I only get to drink half of it and I put the rest in a mug and I drink that when I get to work. On the way to work, I'm drinking my tea. Then my body tells me, hey, it's either 5 or 6 a.m. Uh, where's the food? I'm hungry. It's time to eat. <laughs> when you're vegan, it's a lifestyle. When you eat plant-based foods, you pretty much eat like every two hours. Now, eating can be just like a handful of sunflower seeds or handful of granola, you know, that's eating. So I'm eating like seven times a day. So I'm eating like pretty close to every hour to every two hours. Because my body says, hey, where's the nutrients? <laughs> and when you learn to hone in and listen to your being as it is illuminating the world, you then know, okay, Input, output, input, output, right? Every day, while I'm drinking my coffee first thing in the morning, I then do my ritual of affirmation. And the affirmations are love and goodwill to all, bless and forgive enemies. I'm on lightning DTs of past, present, future. I am in perfect health, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in perfect love, and perfect harmony. I am financially wealthy, in perfect love, and perfect harmony. And then do the affirmation of full purse. I then pick out my crystal or my rune. And remember, your left hand is for receiving, your right hand is for giving, uh, the front of your body is for receiving, the back of your body is for giving, no, no, vice versa, front of your body is for giving, the back of your body is for receiving, that's why a lot of times uh, human beings neglect the back part of their body, and then it creates havoc and health. So you must give it as much of attention as you do the front. Now for your being, you're either an introvert or an extrovert, depending upon your zodiac sign. Geminis are extrovert. So extrovert is what I have done to the world. Introverts are, which are like water signs, cancers, Scorpio, and so on and so forth. So you got the... Extrovert, introvert. Extrovert, what I've done to the world. Introvert, what the world has done to me. And this is what raises the havoc within your emotional being. So the emotional body of being, as with all the four beings, you have seven auric zones. 
the auric zone will then um, pass through the funnels, which are the chakras. Your emotional body being has seven org zones. Your mental body being has seven org zones. Your physical body being has seven org zones. Your spiritual body being has seven org zones. So it's a lot to process in your being when you do anything. <clears throat> in life. As I drink my coffee. I do my affirmations. And then. I look at my three decks. And I'm in the process of looking at getting another tarot deck. Excuse me. I need a drink of water. I pull out um, a card. When I have time, I will pull three. <clears throat> so as I'm shuffling the deck, I'm asking for the gods and goddesses, angels and spirit guides to help guide me through this moment in time. This is each and every day. They will then send uh, a metaphors symbologies and metaphors to you as a sign as this is the path you should be on which is your soul path your life path is your ego for your soul path you then are asking the gods and goddesses angels and spirit guides to help guide you through this moment in time and these particular moments are your soul path it's pretty easy so as I do this, I'm shuffling the card. And the word that comes to mind today, I say, first I say, what energy am I illuminating upon the world today? This is what you should do each and every day. Because what you are giving to the world is your being, your energy, your life force energy, which is your chi in Chinese. Your life force energy is what you're illuminating upon the world. The world changes when you change. So when you realize that what is the world doing to me today, that's an introvert. You learn how to process your emotional body being by becoming emotionally mature through becoming an extrovert. If you're an extrovert, you're learning how to become an introvert. It's like when you're an anthropologist, you are the observer. You are documenting everything you see, yet you have no thoughts or opinions about this particular ritual you are the observer when you learn to become the observee that is called self-awareness that is called introvert introvert and extrovert those are um astrology 
Now, when I'm shuffling a card, I will then say to the universe, I'm calling upon the gods and goddesses, angels and spirit guides to help guide me through this moment in time. And that's pretty much Wiccan. So when you take uh, different religions from different cultures, put them together and you are creating your own ritual in your own life. Because you are now following your soul path. The life path is following what everybody else is say, do, think, blah, blah, blah. Bore me. You need to be an original. You then are regaining and taking back your power when you are an original. Snowflakes are all unique. No two snowflakes are alike. Same as human beings. Sure, we all have DNA. However, the DNA is different in each being that roams the earth. For each card that I am pulling out, I shuffle the card. The universe then gave me a word called emancipation. So, of course, I had to Google because all the time these words are coming up in my head. It's a noun. The fact or process of being set free from legal, social, or political restrictions, liberation. Basically, my plan today was to go to the laundry room and do my laundry, come back, and then make my bean soup and all that good jazz, get my day processed. Unfortunately, it's raining, so no laundry today. So I feel stuck. And by being stuck, I couldn't do my laundry. I'm stuck inside, so that just messed up the plan. Like, well, this is just peachy. <laughs> so I pull out my cards, and I got the four of cups. Cups are good. And of course, I'm trying to find this because I don't want to illuminate the incorrect information. So the Four of Cups is you are the petty of excess. He is a fool who exceeds the right measure. Tiger lilies bend over your head. Thoughts ferment you. Obsession is your only companion. Stand up. The prodigy son must return home. So I'm stuck. Because it's raining I can't go outside. <laughs> so the Four of Cups is weariness, aversion, disgust, disappointment, unhappiness, bitter experience, stationary period in life. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one. 
And that is the uh, Tarot of Ages. And then today is Sunday, so of course I get a chance for another card. The next card is uh, Two of Batons. Now, this is the Rider deck. The two of Batons wands, they're the same thing. A tall man looks from battle-mentaled roof over the sea and shore. He holds a globe in his right hand and a staff in his left. Rest on the battlement. Another is fixed on a ring. The rose and cross of the lily should be noted on the left side. Between the alternative reading, there is no marriage possible. On the one hand, riches, fortune, magnification, and on the other, physical suffering, disease, jargon, sadness, mortification. The design gives one suggestion. Here is a lord overlooking his dominant and alternating contemplation, a globe. It looks like Madly, the mortification, the sadness of Alexander amidst the grandeur of his world's wealth. Yeah, so both of those cards, I'm stuck inside. This is why I like pulling three cards. It is the trilogy. And this is the Witch's Kitchen Oracle cards. It is sugar, sweetness. By being an oracle card, to me, they're more personal than the tarot cards. So for today, we have Sugar Sweetness is the card that came up. Desserts and candies are a weakness. Inviting in a little sweetness. Sprinkle, pour, mix in well. Attract desires with a sugar spell. This magic is worked with harm to none, so mote it be, there it is done. Sugar's guidance. Harness all your desires by adding some sweetness to your life. My sweet crystal powder. My sweet crystal power is irresistible when it comes to working with sugar magic and ritual and attraction spells. When you utilize my sugar charms and candy spells, I will magnetize all that you wish to allure, such as a lover, friendship, money, and beauty. Sprinkle me in nature to summon the elements or burn a sugar cube to communicate with the spirits you wish to invoke. As I sweeten my culinary dishes, I'll delight your tongue and entice your taste buds. When your mood turns sour, burn me to sweeten you up, or perform some sweetening magic in another whose words have a bitter edge. As you sugarcoat a situation, you are supported by the sweet smell of magic, which really will be the icing on the cake. Recommended recipe is a scrub for face, body, feet, and hands. <clears throat> Sugar Revealed. Sugar cane cultivation practices spread from New Guinea to China 
in India 10,000 years ago. Sugar was found in medical records of the ancient Greeks and Roman for treating stomach and digestion ailments. To crusaders, <clears throat> the crusaders returned to Europe from the Holy Lands carrying with them a great treasure called sweet salt. Now, for my uh, cancer treatments or radiation, well, years ago, I basically um, was trying to learn to stand on my head. I'm, like, all up into yoga, and this was, like, I don't know, late 30s. Yeah, it would have been late 30s, early 40s, something like that. Some in my late 30s or early 40s. Um... Unfortunately, I didn't do it right, so I got a slip disc in my neck. So my throat basically has a tendency to kind of go out of whack. So I have to start bulging to the right. So I have to use my uh, fingers gently and push my uh, throat back in alignment in the front of my body, not my throat in the back where my spine is it's in the front so years later i'm in my 50s i'm going through radiation cancer treatments and it messed up my throat basically it creates the blockages in my throat so i have to use my fingers once again to move them over because if I don't, then the mucus builds up in my sinus because I had sinus cancer, nasopharynx cancer. The mucus builds up in my throat because it's building up in my sinuses. So I, the sinus was a progressive massive tumor on the right side. So it pushed over and gave me a deviated septum on my left side of my sinus. So the mucus doesn't always drain correctly, so I have to push my throat with my finger. These are uh, pressure points. When you go to acupuncture, they use the needles on these pressure points. So I gently push it over and I have to make sure I'm sitting because you can technically uh, make yourself pass out when you're pushing on a particular spot. So I can uh, feel the world getting dizzy when I do it. Uh, it's getting easier and easier as time goes by. It's been a year and a half since cancer treatments were over. I still have to go every six months. Anyways, I push it over and... The sinus mucus then flows in the direction it's supposed to. And then I can swallow. So I'm, I'm noticing that the, uh, the buildup, these are what happens to people, uh, side effects. It's a lovely side effects. They tell me I'm going to have it. I could have it up to 20 years after the cancer treatments. Uh heartburn, and ingestion, uh, nausea. I mean, all these little fun factors uh, that you get for up to 20 years. Yay. Lucky me. That's what I always say. To head this off so the problem doesn't 
persist and it gets easier and easier in time is to apply pressure points in certain parts of my body. Now my throat, it will happen, but it's happening less frequently on a daily basis as I'm learning how to take care of this issue. As with most things, any problem in life are merely a challenge to help you grow in personal growth, which, wow, creates emotional maturity. And that is the first foremost of devastation and detriment in your life. When things happen, you have to create because you are a creator. Not the creator, but you are a creator. You are creating your soul path. As you are creating, you are creating a lifestyle to help you grow in the challenge of personal growth. That's why life is easy if you let it and hard if you make it. It's hard if you make it if you stay in the lower org zone. The lower is emotional immaturity. You want to elevate. And that's called, uh, that's why I'm a master life coach. I'm a metaphysician, alternative doctor, which then as my patients come to me, patients, clients, and all the same lingo, as they come to me, then I recommend, this is why it's a non-drug practitioner, I recommend certain particles to help you on your soul path. Your life path you can get with any... Um, medical doctor, uh, naturopath, um, all that good kind of stuff. If you want your soul path, that's when you would go to an alternative doctor, a yogi, a shaman, a shaw woman. You'd go to an alternative doctor, and that's why I'm an alternative doctor. I'm a metaphysician. So my alternative is every day, you're looking at the vitamins and minerals that you're having in your routine. You're adding to your ritual within the particles of your daily existence. You're adding the vitamins and minerals. You're finding guidance. And the guidance comes from the heavens, the universe. You are finding ways to... Create your soul path with guidance from the universe. The little increments are particles, which are part of the whole. The particles are what you choose to help guide you to the guidance of the gods and goddesses, angels and spirit guides. I, in turn, keep tarot decks. I grew up with them. My family is Wiccan. 
I'm learning about the uh, crystals. Been working on those for about 20 years. Crystal healing. I'm learning about the runes. So for each of these will help me perfect my soul path and not the shenanigans in the life path. As I look on my table that I made and created, my table for my table, it then holds the three-legged frog, which means good luck in feng shui. I have my metronome. I have my crystals. I have my runes. I have my tarot cards. I have my incense. And I have the affirmations that I created. Each and every day. Create your plan of what it is that you are bringing to the world in order to manifest into your world. This is a definitely a teaching that comes from eons in time of yesteryear. Yesteryear would be thousands of years ago. The knowledge is hidden from many and only revealed to a few. I have all five gifts, God's gifts. So all of my senses are wide open. That's why once, and I will get it again, my org picture showed pretty much it's all very light, almost white. Um, illuminating around my being because I know what my soul path is and I've known since the day I was born. I'm just here to rehash out what wasn't finished in the last life. And when you, before you pass in each lifetime, you must already pick out, um, the knowledge you want to bring forth in the next life, uh, what you want to look like, what your personality is. Uh, you want to bring all this stuff forward into your next life. Because why do you want to keep rehashing out the same old, same old? That's the ultimate boring. You want to create who it is that you're going to be in your next life. So these are particles. The whole being, of course, is created by God. But the particles is what you're choosing. That's called free will. And this is a birthright in each and every lifetime. Yes, I have much knowledge from many eons ago of knowledge that was hidden from the world. It's amazing because I always talk to the spirit realm and my guides, angels and angels, angels and spirit guides and gods and goddesses guide me each and every day. 
And I am very extremely aware of what they are bringing for me. There are certain things that I was chosen. They chose me on a mission. That's why I've had like almost uh, three different types of cancers, two for sure. One was um, thyroid disease, and then I had the ganglion cyst in my wrist, and that's uh, they're they're like little marbles, soft. And it grows a tail and wraps around your bone till it gets to your heart and it kills you. So yeah, I would consider that another cancer. Uh, anything foreign objects in your body that are growing, these are called cancers. Okay. When you know what your soul path is, it makes it easier in life. Just like... um any uh, higher status than a self-help. As time goes by, I will have finished all seven books. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be three, but things decide that they need to come up in life and want my undivided attention. So you must deal with that. When you're dealing with that, it's like, okay, that takes you longer to get to the end result of what it is that you wanted to do. You always get what you want, but not how you want it because you weren't specific in what you wanted. One plus two equals three. One, knowing what you want. Two is path traveled. Three is end result. Most people have yet to figure out path travel because I've yet to figure out how to talk to the spirit realm to help guide them on their soul path. In a few more years from now, I'm hoping next year to open the doors. We see how things go. When the doors are open, my goal is to have, um, to speak to patients, clients, one-on-one, on, -one on a, um, Kind of like on a phone call. It's like you call a psychic. But this one will be a different level. So until I formulate the plan, I can't um, make it happen. I have to formulate it. I'm doing like a blueprint. Because there's a certain particular way of doing things. Which for me was getting my blueprint done and... 20 years. I'm giving myself time because in the meantime, I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm also doing the things I need to in my soul path. The more I learn about me, the more I can help others, which in turn helps humanity. In time, I will then open my doors and I say, okay, business is open. I'm a one-stop shop. I can now give you the particles you need to help guide you on your soul path. As I said before, you go to a shaman, a shawwoman, a yogi, all these different type of um, ways of doing things, depending upon what culture you're in. However, to me, it is all 
one love. All cultures are in one love. When you learn how to formulate the different particles into one, they all have their own mythology. But you are picking out just like a herbologist. You're picking an herb. Now this herb grows in certain zones in the world. Each zone is the... You got certain plants that grow in the rainforest. You got certain plants that grow in the desert. So it just depends upon the culture that this plant is used to and will thrive in. Because you got to know the zone. It is the same with cultures when you know the zone you know how to take each particle of each piece and create a whole and that's what you know science does when it comes to prescriptions they take a plant they extract a piece of it and they create a prescription and voila you do it you take it and all of a sudden you get side effects and it's like, now why is that? Well, because you got part nature and part man-made. <gasps> Hello, anything man-made will fall apart. So why would you put that <laughs> energy in your being? How does that make any sense? Really? Okay. So there are certain natural ways of creating the particles to help you on your soul path and this is where I come in because I'm attempting something that has not been attempted by any other human being simply because I am looking for something since I was 30 there is something that I'm looking for and as they say, there's no one pill fits all. There is no one lifestyle that fits all. And you're thinking on a physical term. However, as I've stated before, there is no such thing as aliens. We are the alien. Simply because we have become the alien of past life of other human beings that have lived on Earth. We are the future self of the caveman. The aliens in the year 3050 are the future self of us. We are the aliens. We are the entities that inhibit earth and the longer we're here the more the aliens will be created those that are visionaries can see the aliens they see the aliens and then they painted them on the um, cave walls they see them in their dream state you see them all the time, you in turn have been told through a life path they don't exist. 
And if they do, you must fear them. This is a life path. You, in turn, are the alien. You have to learn how to understand that when you're traveling in time, 3D, third dimension, Earth's physical realm, and the human five senses, basically, that just means that this is your life path. When you are in 4D, fourth dimension, you are traveling through time. So you've passed time, space, and mass matter because everything is illuminated through a thought process. The more human beings can learn how to communicate through thought processes, the more that we can grow into alien status because everybody's afraid of aliens. No, you are alien. Guess what? You're afraid of yourself. That's why you live in the fear of the first chakra, which is red. Hello, this is caveman days. This is fight or flight mechanism. Eat or be eaten. Saber tooth tiger is going to eat your ass. Or do you illuminate the fear? Because you've learned that the fear is now an optical illusion that you have created called stress. Hello, you are the alien. Learn how it formulates within your world because others in your culture are telling you what to say, what to do, what to think. And it goes on and on and on. Do you live in your life path or do you live in your soul path? If you are living in your soul path, you are then illuminated into higher emotional maturity. It all coincides together as one. It's called one love. It's learning how to love yourself. When my doors are open, I will be sure and let you know. And life is love. Love is life. Blessing from Reverend Lewis. And thank you for your support.